0: Welcome back to Haunting History Podcast. This is your host, Kat. And for our bonus episode, we decided to bring back Billy, who is the psychic medium who did a reading for Jocelyn and her mom. Once we started this whole thing, Jocelyn had contacted Billy to do a reading and see what he had gotten. So with me today is Haley, of course. Hi. And Jocelyn. Hello. And Billy, the psychic medium. Hey, everybody. How are you? And I am going to um, have all of Billy's contact information on our episode webpage. If you want to contact Billy for a reading, I'll have all of his contact information for you also. So, Billy, go ahead and tell us about the reading that you did for Jocelyn.
1: So, yeah, um, in my history of doing readings, I do have to say this is one of the most unique. Um, and also frustrating cases. Um, I'm not typically a uh, psychic investigator of any sorts, but I do seem to get dragged into them uh, here and there. Um, so keep in mind, I'm not an investigator. I am, my word, my reading is not like this is what happened. It's simply what I was getting from spirit that day. So right off the bat, when I talked to Jocelyn and her mother before the reading even began, I was like, oh crap. Um, I was getting the vibe of nothing is what it seems to be. All right. So whenever I do a reading and that is the situation, uh, it, that's the feeling I'm getting. I know that it's going to be long and sorted and I really have to pay attention and listen. So without any of the information from the case, without, I just had Jocelyn's first name uh, and phone number and that was it. So right off the bat, I could tell that there was somebody that was taken far away from their family, kind of, you know, isolated from the family by what I was getting as a narcissist. And then, um, and I asked the family, uh, was there a weakness in the relative, you know, like was, you know, was there mental health issues or, or, you know, why was I getting that this victim, this person, this missing person was, um, seen as an easy target. And uh, we kind of went into the whole, well, she had, um, she had seizures she had epilepsy so i was like okay so right off the bat i felt that there was a narcissist taking kind of control of a more you know an empath a white light a more um free-spirited kind of person um so then as the reading went on i asked you know i asked jocelyn and her mother and i I was like, oh, wait a minute, was there a family, did this gentleman have family down, you know, down in California? Did he have a father and brothers or, you know, because I saw a group of men in my, in my mind, you know what I mean? Right off the bat, I had a very uneasy feeling and I felt like a group of men um, were, you know, were um, uh, guilty of covering something up, something had happened and there were kind of like shady men who were involved with uh, making sure that their stories were straight. I felt like there were a lot of scripts involved. There were a lot of people having the same exact story. And if you listened to your podcast and if, you know, you did the investigating, if you didn't notice that all of the guys had the same, exact, um, the same exact story, like, oh, the good-looking gardener, oh, the good-looking gardener, every single person seemed to have had a scripted answer, you know? And right away, I was like, oh, my God, who's this father, you know? I felt like the father was a key factor in the whole, oh, the police investigation was really shoddy. Oh, you know, like, there were really – there were big holes in the plot, and I know it's from a long time ago, and it's playing a game of phone um, because there's missing holes in the entire story. Um, and this is an investigation from 40 years ago, so it makes sense. But I feel <laughs> that the father definitely – had a you know a big part in why there were holes missing why everybody's story seemed you know seemed the same um so what else about the read? what um so there was go on stay.
0: what how do you get her like how do you get how do you feel about her like what
1: okay so um <clears throat> so here's the deal so right after it was literally right after i was to the family like oh my god i was like were there you know did she have, uh did he have family down there um, cause I feel a bunch of men and they were like, yeah, and I was like, oh my God, like we're on the right path. Cause literally I envisioned her, I envisioned her energy and all these men kind of like entered the room. Okay. The other weird thing was, uh, and this is right when it happened. Um, I felt like there was some sense of, she worked all the time, like she was bringing in the money, you know, like making money and maybe like, cause I I asked the family, I said, oh, she worked a lot. Was she, you know, and I went to see, was she in the entertainment industry? Did she do something in in the entertainment industry? And both of them, you know, Jocelyn and her mother said, no, she didn't work. He worked. He was a mechanic. And I was like, oh, weird, because I'm getting that she worked a lot, you know? And then all of a sudden, I'm looking at a spirit in my bedroom who looked like Stevie Nicks, and she's kind of like dancing and, you know, she's doing something with her hands. And I'm like, what the hell? So I said to them, you know, like, did she look like Stevie Nicks? Is she a free spirit? Did she do something with her hands? Did she, she do sign language, or what? What am I looking at here? And they're like, she did look like Stevie Nicks, and she was an artist, you know. And I was like, all right, well, that makes sense. Then Spirit said to me, you know, her, you know, I, I her, you know, whether it be her spirit or my spirit guides or whomever, you know, like I hear things in my head, I get visions, I get you know feelings, but I literally heard, um, you know. Uh, it's not important to know all the details, all right? And the sense of she would make sure that everybody in the room was comfortable and happy before she, her, her, she herself was, you know? And so at that point, with the whole work thing, with the whole she had a job thing, I was kind of shut down by spirit, okay? So, so that's why, you know, like, when I asked them, you know, did she work? And they're like, no. And then, you know, her spirit, that spirit kind of shut me down.
0: So, what does that typically mean yeah. to you then, if that happens? What would you say? What does that typically mean to you when that happens? Because her work what it means is kind
1: to of me is I don't push. You know what I mean? Like what it means to me is there's things that you know, spirit doesn't want their family to know. Um, it's happened in tons of readings before, like especially where how the manner of death or what they thought in their last moment. Um, a lot of the times the families will come up with their their like comforting healing moments, like, well, this is probably what she felt when they were passing. You know what I mean? And families start to heal. So I don't want to be the, you know, the asshole who comes along with and be like, well, wait a minute. She felt this when she was dying, you know?
0: Oh, I get it. So do you think...
1: Completely respects what the living feel, you know? Right. And so I feel like she was just like this hippy, dippy, cool, free spirit surfer girl who made some decisions and got into maybe things that she wasn't necessarily built for, if you will, you know? And I don't know, like she wouldn't let me push on the work thing. Okay. She because her work push. is, so I feel like perhaps she got aligned with the wrong people. I don't know. You know what I mean? Okay. Because her so work is really a mystery to us. That. She
0: never talked, her work, yeah. her work is definitely a mystery to us because her work, we, she never mentions in her diary that she works. And the only mention is at the end of the diary when John says that he was talking to the two ladies who said she was making $60 a night and he said, I think that's extreme. Like, I don't think, I think that's an overstatement. And yeah. so for all of us, cause we were like, she never mentioned that she was working. So what you're saying is that she may have been doing some kind of work that her parents may not have been proud of.
1: Right. Like, and, and <clears throat> see, and I don't want to paint some you know person who can no longer speak to himself. I don't want to be like, Oh yeah, she- but I feel like there's something that she doesn't even want anybody to know. You know what I mean?
0: And it didn't like, pertain to her death. So she's like, it doesn't matter.
1: Right. Right, right, right. Like, it's one, of those, it's one of those moot points. Like, why the hell should we even know about this? It doesn't matter. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. So it's going to affect how people look at her. You know, just kind of change the thought of her, her, her being gone. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, it um, does.
1: Yeah, so, like, and that's why I totally respect that. And there's some psychic mediums who are like, no, I will dig up every fact. And I'm like, no, why? You know, like, if a spirit tells me anything, I listen to them, you know?
0: Yeah, and if it doesn't have anything. Um, but when
1: you brought it up in your case, it was very, very, like, it. At my all my hair stood up. Um, because I was like, she did work. I knew she worked. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Because from the first days of reading, in the back of my mind, I've been like, she had a job. I know she worked. You know, I wonder what it was. I want, you know. Um, but she doesn't then, want you to know like, what it is. When you're talking about the Roccos, always watching the kids, like, I can envision it and feel it. Like, I'm dropping off kids. And I'm going somewhere. We're, you know, going to work. That's how it always felt to me. Like, she wasn't always surfing and skateboarding. That's how I feel. That's my opinion. What you
0: do you know? What do you get about the Rocco friendship?
1: So, <laughs> okay, the one huge thing I get is that I empathize with them and I'm very compassionate toward their situation. Um, I feel like they weren't really close. I feel like they had, like, you know, they were older than them. So they had, like, maternal and paternal feelings for these people and they were trying to help out this couple. You know what I mean? They were friends. Um, I feel, and they're living, and, I, you know, I'm not going to put any, you know, this is my opinion is that, perhaps they do feel like they are protecting her in some way with keeping what they know or, you know, not sharing all their stories. You know, yeah. I feel like they've got a maternal paternal, like protection going on or, about her. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. They're like, family.
1: They're, they're protecting her memory of some, in some way, you know, which I 100% respect. I, uh, but I do believe, like you said in one of your podcasts that, um, they, could have one story or one word that could change everything. You know, I do believe, and we'll talk about the airport thing in a minute because that's my sign that this uh, actual, you know, thing is that somebody out there has the information. You know, um, and they don't realize like how much they could help in the, you know, figure get to the bottom of what happened. You know, so it could be um, them
0: that have information that could help Jocelyn and her family but they Absolutely. they don't realize that they have that. They just think that their information is just, you know, not important, right. but it could be really important.
1: Absolutely. And it's funny because like even like murder that happened or, you know, any kind of history that happened a week ago, like from today, you know, like last week, um there's a murder case going out in my neighborhood where there's like where you're here on Tuesday August 8th, blah blah blah, blah, blah you know. Um People have information, they just doubt their information, and they don't want to contact tip lines, they don't want to contact the police, because they feel like I sound like a lunatic, what if I'm wrong, you know? I feel, anybody who feels they do have a tip, just call, you know? Like, just contact somebody. Any information could be the one thing that changes the entire investigation. Um, Because I will tell you, let's go to the, uh, when Jocelyn read me the, uh, the report and what uh, John said about dropping her off at the airport. Yeah. As she was reading it, every hair in my body stood up. <laughs> I think I even told Jocelyn her mom, my nipples are so hard they could cut glass. My <laughs> legs were like on fire, but the rest of my body felt like it was running cold. Like my veins, felt like they went ice cold. All my hairs were standing up. And it's an absolute 100% lie. Like,
0: it never happened.
1: She never went to the airport. I never won, never, like, that's the one thing that Spirit was like, no, 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 this is not true. None of it happened. I don't believe she left the apartment that night, you know? Um, and I, there's absolutely no, no airport kid, you know? She and the children never went to the airport that day. I can assure you that from, and I never say anything I say is 100% real or correct, you know? But, I will say 100%. I know that she didn't go to the airport. That
0: day. Do that you, night. do you don't get that she's alive and you don't, how do you feel about the boys though? Do you think that they could still be alive?
1: So I told, um, and it was really hard doing the reading. Cause even though it's been 40 years, like, I don't know, I mean, you know. Jocelyn's mom did a recording in the last one and she's, you know, this, this woman who, you know, a sister went missing 40 years now. And, as humans, we're like, oh, it's 40 years ago, you know. But as a family member, it's 40 years of wondering what the hell happened to my sister, you know. Right. It never goes away. Right. And you don't ever lose that, that pain, that, that, you know, mystery that's always lurking in your feet with, like, you know, parties and whatever. Um, <clears throat> so I had a hard time doing this for the reading. But I have this friend, and every time I'm doing a reading, not every time, but most times, she like call me or text me and be like, are you doing a reading soon? I was like, Oh my God. Cause we're kind of like, psychically connected, I guess. And she goes, can I ask you in your reading that you're doing today? Are there children involved? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, Why? And she's like well, I feel like there's dead children involved. Ugh. And I was like, Oh, you know what I mean? So, and she's usually pretty confident, you know, connected to me. But one, I kind of went over this with Jocelyn and her mother and, uh, um, but nothing, you know, I, nothing's coming through for me at all, really with the kids, like no spirits are coming through. So I don't know, really know what that says, you know, so you can take it any way you want it um, but like her dead spirit definitely came through. Cause I was like, who is this Stevie Nicks looking girl dancing in my bedroom all of a sudden, you know? Um, and it was definitely a spirit who's crossed over. So I, I will say with was 99 you know, percent certainty that that was Deb's spirit that came through as far as the boys, she didn't come through as a message for them, you know? So I always say in the sense, no news is good news, but I can't be certain on any of that, you know?
0: Wouldn't she have given you some kind of like message or something for her sons? If, if
1: that's what I would say, like, that's what I would think, you know, but I'm telling you as far as, as long as I've been doing this and, uh, Um, spirit, there's, you know, I can't guarantee anything comes through. I can't control anything comes through. And sometimes spirit will tell me the most random stuff that does not matter to anything, you know? Um, so like, I would think from like, I'd be like, yeah, you tell me your kids are alive and I'll hunt them down. You know what I mean? Find them. But that's not really how spirit works. So I can't be certain. You know what I mean?
0: Right. I should mention too, when you did the reading for Jocelyn and her mom, they didn't even tell you that it was a cold case or it was a missing person's case. They didn't tell you anything.
1: Right. Yeah. So Jocelyn and she called me too and I was like, oh and I always so I have the I have the voice out too. It's like, Hi, my name is Jocelyn. Uh, this is my phone number. I was wondering if she would be interested in doing a reading for us. Um, it's kind of she said it's kind of like a cold case thing in our family. And I was like, Oh, maybe they lost their golden retriever last week because most of the time it's something really random when people like that um so jocelyn just so you know this isn't kind of a cold case this is a huge cold um, <laughs> like, what she say?
0: she was I
2: nervous was nervous to give up too much information
1: yes i have a huge thing about it i said don't tell me anything because um, she said kind of a cold case and then when i i cause i texted her back like that day And I was like, okay, do not, you know, like, I'll do a reading for you, but do not tell me anything more. She's like, okay. So I literally had her name and her number, which is how I do my reading. I don't want anybody to give me any information. Um, That's why I was hesitant to listen to the podcast, because I was like, well, give me a couple weeks, you know, like, I want everything I can get from spirit before I start flooding it with human ego, you know what I mean? Like stories and facts and, you know, reports. Now that I yeah. always like the most authentic, raw, you know, information I can get from the spirit side, if, if, that, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, now that sure. you've listened to the podcast, though, did it change anything about your reading? Or, I mean, it so, confirmed oh some my things. God.
1: Well, it added the human element. Because I'm a total empath. I'm a total, like, I am a huge crybaby. I'm a huge, like, when it's human involved Um so it changed a lot. Uh, definitely, one of the things that <clears throat> my 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 it gave a lot more human component to the reading. Okay, so for instance, um, the men, the the crowd of men that I saw, they kind of went around her energy with stories and with you know, it, you know, changing you know these scripts and changing information and making sure everybody had you know um, uh, had their story straight. I feel like, and I'll say this and I, and, you know, and I hope I'm not, I'm not trying to desecrate anybody's memories of anybody or reputation, but I do feel like John's father had a lot to do with whatever happened. Um, I feel like the boys, you know, just kind of, you know, John kind of went along with what his father's, you know, directed him to. Okay. Um, because in the reading, I was like, I do not like, even after the reading, I was talking to you guys, we had a couple of phone conversations. Uh, I was, didn't, I don't like the father's energy at all. I feel like he was a manipulator. I feel like he was very harsh. Um, and I feel like he definitely ruled with an iron fist, you know, and yeah. people listened when he did. Um, this whole gardener story, I feel like it was very concocted, because in 1979, I don't. I asked my dad, you know, whatever, he's 70-something, and I asked him back in the day, would you guys go around calling somebody really handsome gardeners? And was like, no, we wouldn't. He, he know, wasn't, it just he, seemed the, really off, that everybody's like, very good-looking gardener.
0: It the the maintenance man.
1: Really like,
0: You're talking about the maintenance you know.
1: man, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry, the maintenance man. Okay. Um, sorry. Yes, the maintenance man. Um, it just seemed very scripted, and it, and every time I envisioned it, it came down from one person. So I feel like the father was like a puppet master of some sorts in all of this. If that makes sense,
0: is um, there a chance would you would you get a feeling if something happened by accident rather than design? Like maybe they got in a fight and it got out of control. Or... Okay, so yeah,
1: so I wanted to, uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to take it. Like, I wanted to give my final opinion on it okay. um, without, like, it being a f- finale, because as long as I'm alive and spirit keeps coming through to me, if death comes through to me in a year, sometimes these things take years, you know? Yeah. I will contact you guys. I will contact whomever and be like, this is a dream I had, you know? So is it. Uh-huh. Um, but what I feel happened, what my personal opinion is, is that, you know, I feel like both sides. I so feel like Deb and John kind of got carried away with like their, you know, because they both kind of have like personalities, strong personalities and they kind of seem like they both kind of had their own, you know, minds and mindset and how they lived their lives, right? And I believe that they did love each other but I believe that there was a disconnect, okay? And I believe, you know, which there was drug use involved and I believe that, you know, there was mental kind of, uh, mental, um, like, m- mental illness kind of creeping in, if you will, caused by outside influences, like drugs and, you know, epilepsy and whatnot. And I feel like they started to get kind of, there was an erratic killing. So I feel like perhaps there was a fight one night or somebody didn't agree with what somebody else was doing with their life. You know, I feel like there was a fight that kind of became extreme. There was an accident involved. Perhaps she had a seizure that caused her, you know, to fall or somehow, you know, this, you know, just a fight kind of got out of control and then something happened. And I feel like, you know, there was a call made to a, the father who helped, you know, clean things up, if you will, kind of orchestrate a plan and, you know, in a story, if that makes sense.
0: No, it does, except what, what about the boys? What happened to
1: that? That's exactly, I, I don't know. I can't, I don't know if it's because I have a soft, soft, and I'm like I don't want anything bad to have happened to them, but but I also don't feel like I feel like when we were talking when I was hearing the statement about going to the airport I feel like the reason that's you know my body reacted the way it did was because it was absolutely the not true because the story had already ended for them in a sense, but um but I'm, I don't want to be the person to sit here and say. Hey, you know, to Jocelyn's family, like, don't have hope that they're still out there. I want you guys to have hope, you know, till the day you take your last breath. Like, I want, as long as you're you know, here, I hope that the kids come through. Um, but as far as my psychic ability and the way I feel in my heart is that that night, you know, the night that they were supposedly driven to the airport, I feel like it was the end of the story for all three of them. That's how I feel. Hey,
2: Billy, I have a question. Yeah. So do you think it's possible that maybe she's not showing you what happened to the children because maybe she had already passed before she knew what could have happened or saw what could have happened or anything like that? I
1: mean, do you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I also wonder, um, because that's an absolute really good question and a really good point, because I was also thinking with. Cause it was so weird how her spirit showed up and kind of like, was like, why don't we just stop talking about this? Why don't you stop thinking about it? I wonder, did she send the kids off to live, you know, to live with somebody else because she knew that her time was near, like was ending. I don't know. So I absolutely 100% agree with you that perhaps she just can't tell me because she doesn't know because she was, you know, she was crossing over, you know, or she, yeah, I 100% <laughs> agree that that could be, you know, a possible situation.
0: Interesting. This is kind of like Jocelyn. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You know how we've talked about maybe like one night they were partying and she had a seizure and he, he could have even walked away from it. Like, well, this is your fault. You're having a seizure. And then went back and found her dead or something. Do you know what I mean? It, like where it wasn't.
2: Maybe he. My my. Dad. I don't know, I've come to a lot of conclusions over all of this, but one of the things that I thought could have been possible was that maybe he was partying, maybe they both were partying, maybe she had a seizure, maybe she fell, maybe they got something happened to where she passed. And My thought was that he freaked out because he spent time in prison. He wouldn't want to go back to prison. That Possibly he freaked out and instead of calling the police because he want to be incriminated, he called his father and they came up with a plan. But I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's just, I I can't say. I don't, I don't know, John. I I never got to meet my aunt, but this is just. Ideas. I guess have come up in my, in my mind of what could have possibly happened. You know, I, I, I can say that I don't see, and I've never gotten the feeling that John was this cold-hearted uh, killer or something like that. I, I don't view him like that. I do believe that he he loved my aunt and he loved his boys. But you know, I guess you don't know what someone is capable of when they're under the influence of something
0: else and they're backed in a corner. You know, or like premeditated. My... You do you get any? Um... Do you get any feeling that it was like a premeditated thing?
1: No, 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 no. I, and I'll say that right you know, um, Like I said, I'm not an investigator. I'm not a, a comp or, I'm, you know, but I will say that no. And it, it, there's always been the underlying narcissistic personality. All right. And that comes with anybody who's addicted to drugs. You know what I mean? Um, it, it kind of like in a fake green that comes through a lot of people who are addicted to drugs, you know, uh, come through as narcissistic in a sense, because when we're on drugs, when people are, you know, humans are on drugs, it's, you know, it's very narcissistic. We have our, you know, the, the illness is selfishness, right? It's about consuming something that makes us feel better. Um, uh, so he always kind of came off with like, he was a little bit, he didn't always tell all the truths, and perhaps deeper down, he was a little darker, but I don't feel like it was, like, a murder. You know, I don't feel like he was, like, a sadistic murder. I do feel like something happened. Like Jocelyn just said, I feel like something happened. Instead of doing the right thing, you know, like, call 911, call the police right away. Um, I feel like he feared for his own safety and, you know, his protection, not wanting to go back to jail, not wanting to go to, you know, deal with the police. Um, And he did kind of make this wrong call and i feel like you reach out to the wrong people to help clean up the situation instead of doing the adult correct thing to do so that everybody could find healing and the families could all just be like all right she's gone you know what i mean
0: do you think they'll ever be healing for the family do you think her body will ever be found or
1: so here's okay so um i am not a huge guy who's like i look for signs and everything like i know people are like you know, my my gas station receipt says this, so I think it's a sign from my father, you know. That's cool, but that's not me. But, and you guys know the story, but <clears throat> I have to, so in the in the um, in the letter, one of the last letters she wrote, you know, where she drew the surfboard, right? Um, you guys have known the story, but I don't know if Haley knows this story. Um, uh, when I was driving home from Michigan, I was driving back to Ohio that day, and I literally had just said, why am I doing this in, you know, investigation? I've never done this. I will, you know, am I capable of even doing this? How does it work? Blah, 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 blah. I was really doubting myself. Um, and I literally said, give me a sign if this could help in any way or if, you know, if there's anything that could come up. And like I told you guys, on the other side of the highway, there was, in. remember, this is Michigan, up in nowhere near ocean. There was a guy on the other side of the highway who was picking something up off the ground that fell out of his pickup truck. And it was a surfboard with the side broken off and a hole in the middle. So it's like the picture that she had drawn in her letter. And I texted, I think I texted Jocelyn right away. I pulled over at the next rest stop. So I take that as a sign that, you know, spirit is kind of like, something will come of this, all right? Um, Like I said, you have already, I'm sure, it's got such a vibration of, you know, that it's causing, you know, the butterfly effect everywhere. You've got, I know that I personally get a million messages now like, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And I'm like, right, right. on on Facebook because I don't know to about the story. you know what I mean? Right. I know that you've, like, inspired hundreds, if not thousands, of little, like, investigators out there who are like, I want to help save the world, too, and that aren't looking into this. You know what I mean? Right.
0: And I feel like
1: it will keep, you know, people talking and people listening around, which starts to uncover, like, more truth. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I feel like it. as far as, I mean, as much as I can say, I feel that you have started something that won't end until maybe there is a a resolution, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, Does that make sense?
0: No, it does, because Jocelyn and I have believed from the beginning that we were brought together for a reason, right, Jocelyn? Yeah, definitely. I think that
2: it... There you go, absolutely something was pulling us together for for this all to line up the way that it did and and for us to click the way that we do when we talk about things and bounce thoughts or or new new information we come up with the way that we can communicate with each other and it's you know we're we're just opposite enough to where either one of us can bring light to the darkness that somebody else is thinking so.
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree that you guys, from the first night I talked to both of you, I was like, wait, what is the hell is going on here? Like, you were definitely brought together for a reason. I'll tell you that as a psychic. And I will tell you as a human being, like, you both get really frustrated. I can hear in your voices, you know? But you are doing so much more than anybody's done in 40 years on this, you know? Um, so, like, you guys, I, I mean, you two are just, I don't know. I just think you're really great and you are going to. I know there's going to be a change that comes out of this. So, like, I know you're frustrated with how frustrating this case is because honestly, like a couple of the other missing person cases that I've helped out with, it was so much easier, you know? Um, This one is like a whodunit kind of, it's kind of crazy with all these turns, twists and turns. But I feel like you have started something and I feel like it will bring more resolution and there will be more revelations as the days go on and years go on.
0: Thank you so So, much, Billy, for doing this with us. Yeah, thank you, Billy.
2: We really appreciate
1: it very much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for, uh, I'm honored to have been part of it. Um, Like I said, if I ever get anything in the future, I will definitely um, contact you, okay?
0: That'd be amazing. And then. Sounds perfect. Thank
1: you. All right. Thank you. Have a good day.